Grab a chair and uh, sit down with me because I do got, uh, I got a serious issue I got to talk to you guys uh, about. You guys got an attitude problem. <laughs> you guys probably already know that's my, that's my title of the message. So last night, I, I guess th maybe there were some people that were watching my show. Um, they were watching my show on Wednesday morning with me and Mike, and I, and I, I titled it, let's see. Um, what did I title? You got an attitude problem. I titled it, and I said that to somebody at Warrington last night. Uh, it was actually Kelly, Kelly Stanford. She's like, what, me? And I was like, no, I'm just kidding you. I said, I'm just, that's the a, that's a title of my message. Uh, your attitude can get you far. It can get you hired or fired. Uh, it can get you promoted or demoted. It can get you um, further in life, or it can hold you back. And basically how that works is, is pretty much... Uh, you you select how it's going to be today, and then make sure that the people you're around uh, are not. Uh, I just called them ding dongs. I didn't know what else to call them. It's a theological term. Um, so Philippians one twenty seven is where it's at. So um, and uh, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So whether I come. And see you, or I'm absent, I may bear, uh, I may hear of you, that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. I'm going to pray for it and just, uh, Lord, we just pray that it, it, it seeps into the, the very core of our being. In thy name of Jesus, amen. Um, so this is the start of working on attitude adjustments. Uh, so if you grew up in my time, it, you couldn't carry a bad attitude too long because your mom or dad would give you the adjustment that you, you need. It would be like going to the chiropractor, except they were always there. Amen? So there's, there's a couple of things that you need to know. In this day and time, we need to stand firm. That's how he starts this this book. It's a greeting. It's a thankful prayer. Uh, he's talking about advancing the gospel. Now he's telling us to live how to live in Christ. He said that you are supposed to be standing firm and be in one spirit and one mind. And when people see you doing that, standing in one spirit and one mind, sometimes people that think you're overzealous about church or Christ, they could call you a cult. And, and that couldn't be further from the truth because when, when there's an evangelical church preaching out of the gospel, that is anti-cult as it gets because a cult is anything other than the gospel. And God's people said amen. And just wipe your brow and go, I'm glad you cleared that up. So that's the definition of a cult. So if somebody says you're going to a cult church or it's a cult or everything, ask him just to look up the definition and it'll be an aha moment. Uh, but let's get back to your attitude anyway, since I love talking about it. Um, with one striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. So this is a, this is a higher calling for God's people to stand with one another. Uh, and when we stand with one another, it's called the church. And when we do that, other people get sharper, other people grow, other people uh, get excited. And we take this message out, as we always do, to a lost and dying world. 
And, and I called all the rest of the brothers and sisters in Christ to be wearing their red, white, and blue, and we're doing our sidewalk celebration and stuff like that because I heard more news this weekend about more people who didn't want to stand for the flag. They didn't want to stand for the uh, national anthem and all that. And I thought, well, hey, man, we're just going to bounce back with more of the flag then. And, and so that's just kind of what we're going to do, continue to stand for the flag and continue to preach the gospel. And here's what I'm just going it, to, it's a, it's a, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, so I'll just say it this way, and it's not very politically correct. For those who are, 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 are running down our country, I'll help them pack if they'd like to move. I just tell them, get the heck out. Just get the heck out. I'm tired of hearing about it. Uh, let's pray on that note. You guys get it. The other church was. Lord, we do want to pray for those who uh, don't realize how great of a country we live in. Uh, and I don't quite understand that, Lord, but I don't understand a lot of things. I want to pray for them that they get zealous about this country and the gospel that we talk and preach about. We want to pray today that we get the attitude adjustment that we need. Uh, and we pray that we leave here uh, with an attitude of gratitude. We're thankful for what you've given us and salvation in your name. We want to ask today, Lord God, that you bless the offering. We know that all the dollars that we sow in, they're sown into your kingdom uh, that will last forever and ever. Lord God, we want to pray for those who are in a, uh, in a sticking point in their life or, or, or in a place where they're not feeling well. And ask, Lord God, that you heal them. Uh, so we pray today uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, your Son and our Savior. Uh, and God's people said amen. amen. Let's applaud the Lord. We're going to drop the lights and turn on. we got a video for about two minutes. Go ahead. And nobody, I want you to get this, Nobody can make you have a bad one if you don't want to. You have to make a decision, set your mind that today I'm going to have a good attitude no matter what. And you know, I don't just tell you to do these things, I do them. I spend time each morning with the Lord when I get up because I know if I don't, I am not going to act good that day. And to be honest, most of us are like that. We need, just like you, you need food to keep your body running right, you need spiritual food, which is the Word of God, and time with Him to behave spiritually correctly. I don't want to do anything that offends the Holy Spirit. I want to love people like Jesus told us to, and I can't do it without a lot of help from God. And so I pray every morning that God will help me, that he will strengthen me. I, I want to enjoy the day. I want to appreciate the things that God has given me. So I specifically set my mind, today is the day the Lord has made. He's given me another day to live, and I want to enjoy this day and have a good attitude. Help me treat people good that I'm with and make them feel good and just whatever comes to my mind. So the main thing I want to get across is that you have to, set your attitude and determine that you're going to have a good one in order for that to happen. And your day today can be changed by you making a small adjustment. Your week can change by you making just a small adjustment and deciding 
just decide right now to think about everything you do have instead of what you don't have. Good video there. I'm just going to pray for the word. Lord, we just pray for the word today that it uh, does what it needs and is supposed to do. Um, pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I will be going into Philippians chapter 2 and, and we'll be reading verses uh, 1 through 11. And, and just at least these two chapters kind of set the tone uh, for the rest of the, the book. Uh, if you was to just kind of go ahead, it, it talks to you about the, being the light of the world and talks about being righteous in Christ. It talks about you to, to strain forward. And, and in order to strain forward, we need to remember that we have to forget what's behind us. Sometimes, and it doesn't mean you didn't learn from it. It didn't mean that it didn't happen. I'm not saying any of that. But watch this. I can't park there. Let me talk to you a little bit. I can't park there. My past don't define my future. My future defines my future, amen? And my future's looking pretty bright if you're born again. Can I get a witness in the house? Um, I, I didn't do this in the other services, but while I was sitting there in the chair, I, uh, I uh, had something that God dropped in my spirit from Psalm 119.11. It says, I have stored up. Say that with me, stored up. Just a little louder. Stored up. Stored up. Mm, this is going to be important. Your word in my heart. Say it, class, that I might not sin against you. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna send off an alarm, Kelly. There's something I got so much Jesus in here, Mrs. Chittenden. It's become a stronghold in my life. Not a stronghold like an addiction, but a stronghold in the Bible, which is like a, a fortress. It's a fort. When, when you was little, did you ever build a fort? Can I ask you right now? Back, that was the thing to build when you when when you was young. Now I know you could probably buy one on eBay or Amazon. But back when I was a kid, you. And uh, I always, I was fascinated with knives, just, just kni knives, the, just on me, and like a Bowie knife. And we'd go dig out a, a fort. We'd make a fort, and we'd chop down trees and make forts and make like a stronghold. You could, uh, that was so neat in your imagination, Kippy. You could almost live in that thing. Right. Amen? Amen. So when when you hide the word of God in your heart, it's a it's a for, it's a spiritual force field that keeps all the nasty thoughts from creeping in and contaminating your being. Amen. I'll talk about that too. We're going to cover the whole dang thing today. Amen. And then when you leave here, that stinking thinking and that bad attitude, you can drop off at the altar. Now, I got to tell you this, and, and, and you can email me or text me if you got my number, whatever it is. Uh, last week, I, I came across some of the greatest preaching I've ever heard in my entire life. And, and I don't often forward anything to anybody about preaching because I don't stand behind a whole lot of it. I'll be real honest with you. But there's a man down in Tennessee that will tell the whole dang story. And uh, he preached on 4th of July. And uh, it, it is some of the strongest preaching I think I've, I've ever heard in my entire life. And what he was talking about is the... And, and a lot of people that sent me back, 
uh, some of the replies that I sent to some of my staff and pastors and deacons. They goes, it sounds just like you, Pastor Pat. He talked, he talked about the country and, and why we're in the shape we're in right now. And he said, by the way of the family goes the church, and by the way the church goes, the world goes. Amen. So this attitude that I'm talking about here today, Scott, it's got to start in my household. It's got to start in my household, and I'm in control of, of what goes on in my household because I'm the one that pays the bills. Can I get an amen from a parent? Oh, that was soft. I'm talking about somebody that pays the bills. Thank you. That's no big deal. It's just the way it is, Jack. And then I, I told the other church, I said, and then we go down the list. What will help you with your, your attitude is making sure that you're around the right environment. Can I get an amen? So every once in a while, me and mommy and sissy will sit down and we'll go down the list of the people that we don't want to be around. You know why? Because they're ding-dongs. It's a theological term, ding-dongs. We don't get around them because they can contaminate what we're trying to do in our lives. So if we believe that the heart changes the head, we know the world's trying to get into our thoughts because you've clicked on the Internet and you go, man, I don't need to see that again. I don't, I don't need to see that again because it's reverse osmosis. They start getting up here in the playground and then some of it tries to seep down into your heart, but you've hidden the word of God. I've hidden the word of God and my heart's so thick, I got to kill that thought off. Amen. That can't get in the heart. Amen. Well, let's read. Uh, sec, let's just, I'll chop it up as we go uh, because it's, it's so good. Um, it, it reminds me of some of the, did anybody see my YouTube video about all the pork steaks and the steak that I was cooking or anything? It was some, some, pretty, some of the delicious barbecue. I re, how many times can you reheat meat and it still be legal? I reheated it again. I'm just like, I'm not sure if you're supposed to do this after a while. There's a time when it will take on the nature of a, like a saddle or a boot or something, won't it? But we just went ahead and heated her back up again. And at that point, since it's leftovers, you don't even really need utensils. You just wrap a napkin around it like an ice cream and eat a pork steak. It's like a pork steak ice cream. Look at your neighbor and say, you're dang skiffy. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and any, any sympathy, complete my joy. What does he say? By being of the, no, I need to hear it. By being of the same mind. And I'm not trying, we're not trying, we don't brainwash people. Contrary to what the internet, they're trying to bring, we're not trying to brainwash anybody. What we're trying to do is get the word of God to your heart so your heart can be changed and then the rest of the being be changed. Amen? It ain't about mind manipulation. If you want your mind manipulated, I'd send you off to some university where they extract your brain out of your skull and inject some liberal thoughts in there. Can I keep preaching? I'm about to. And make sure when you send your children off to go get a higher education, it's actually higher and not them dropping the bar just so you can get a certificate. 
I'm going to give that a four. Uh, have the same, uh, and having the same love, uh, being, let's see, what does it say? Being in full accord and of one mind. Amen. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Boy, this is really going to start getting into somebody's Kool-Aid here. Do nothing out of selfish ambition, conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Somebody say, oh, me, and then I'll start preaching. You know something about attitude. When I get a bad attitude, I want everybody to know about it. Oh, we're going to, I'm going to contaminate the whole dang thing. We're going to kick the, the trash can, and we're going to come in, and we're going to get a scowl on our face, and we're going to fold our arm. We're going to get real quiet. And then when somebody asks you a question, you're going to do a one-word answer. You ever do the one-word answer? You want a smoothie? Yeah. You want me to heat you up in pork steak? Yeah. And you know you got a real attitude problem when my wife says, do you want an ice cream? I go, yeah. <laughs> Usually that is, I bring out the cheering section when the ice cream comes out. And somebody asked me that uh, when I was at Caleb's. I went to Caleb Ridley's uh, graduation party, and I'm going to tell you what, it was as fine a graduation party as I think I've ever seen. Not just because there's great people and great Christians, but because there was ice cream there. So <laughs> I'm just being true. So we're there, and I'm, I'm getting the, the food groups in priority. I'm prioritizing what I'm going to do. It's a, it's a plan of attack. So first thing I go for is the chips and a bottle of water. And then they had food lined up. It, was, it looked like a buffet. And then down at the bottom, they had in a cooler, in a styrofoam cooler, about yay big. And then they had, say it with me, dry ice. And what was inside this cooler with dry ice was Ted Drew's frozen custard. <laughs> Slap my wrist and call me George. Everybody watched as I walked over to the, the other side of the table. They go, Pastor, what the heck are you doing? They go, all the sandwiches and the food. I go, I don't want that stuff. I want it's down here at the end. If See, I start with the good stuff. And if there's any, come on, God's people, amen. Don't act, don't act like you didn't want to do it. I was the only one who did it. They're like, man, he's setting a trend out here. He's eating dessert before the main meal. I don't know where I'm going with it. I just thought I'd talk about it. But having, so let's go down to 2 5. So have, have this mind. So this is the center of the, of the thought today. And everybody has heard this scripture. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. So you want to have the attitude that looks like Jesus Christ. You want, you want your speech to be like Jesus Christ. You want the way you walk to be like Jesus Christ. Listen to this. Who though he was in form of God, did not uh, count equality with God a thing to be grasped. So what, what they're getting ready to say, he poured himself out in human form. And he could have took on any form. Jesus can take on any form he wants. If he wanted to disappear, he disappeared. But he poured himself out in the form of a baby. And he grew up to be man. He's fully God, fully man at the same time. But he never used his deity to get him out of trouble. 
and he could have. I mean, just think about that. I, I used just the, the one thing with uh, uh, the Garden of Gethsemane. Did you see that? That reminds me like a Keystone Cop thing there. You remember the Keystone Cops, the show, the Keystone Cops, and they're just bumping into each other because they don't know what to do, just a boom, boom, boom like this. It's a bunch of guys standing around with clubs, and they go, hey, we finally got you. And Jesus is going, are you kidding me? You can't get me. I'm the Savior of the world. This is where I'm going to give myself up because this is the appointed time. Amen. So I was thinking about that, and this is just kind of the way my... uh, my mind works. So I'm thinking about this while they're in the garden to get something. It's just kind of a sidebar that'll help you guys out. So they're all standing around and we all have the friends that stand with us. And then, and then Peter's there and we've read the story where Peter lops the guy's ear off in this whole thing. And I'm thinking because lately I've been watching like the, like the 10 best Western shootouts. That's where my mind goes. You know, the OK Corral and all these things. And there's Tombstone and Lonesome Dove and all this. Well, I'm thinking about Jesus and Peter and everybody standing there in the line. And all the, you know, all the guys come to get Jesus. And we know that Peter lops off an ear. Well, I'm thinking, if you watch the, the last thing where Doc Holliday fights Johnny Ringo. Does anybody remember that in the movie? So, do- Oh, don't act like it ain't the best thing in the whole dang world. He's right here, and he's got his hand on a 44, and, and Doc Holliday's just tapping it. Do this with me, just tapping it. Peter's doing the same thing with his hand on his sword. He's like, oh. <laughs> and you know he's going to draw it. So, so here's, here's what I'm trying to say. Even in that little battle there, those people didn't take Jesus' life. And thinking about that fight there, after Peter takes and lops off one of the one of the guy's ears, Jesus picks it up off the floor and then sticks it on. I don't know about you, but I ain't fighting a dude that can put... If he can put ears back on, you better back up a little bit. Do that with me. Put your hands up. I, I'm out on that. This guy here's putting ears on. I, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a find an easier target. Amen? So Jesus didn't give up. He humbled himself and took on the form of a servant. So that's what God's looking for with attitudes who are always ready to serve, always ready to put themselves out, uh, always, you know, and it, I don't know, sometimes, do you ever like, I mean, there's a lot of homeless people out there. And we want to help them, but a lot of times it's kind of awkward. Like when you pull up to a stoplight, Come on, anybody? Does anybody drive here? You pull up to the. Uh, you pull up to the. You ever do that? You're like, man, I can't really see him. Is he still there? I mean, don't don't look at him. God even wants us to serve them. Now, it doesn't mean you have to roll down your window. It doesn't mean you have to give them money or anything. But God wants you to pray for them because you may not understand their situation. Amen. You always need to have. How many of you guys have said he needs to get a job? We've all said it. And, and maybe he does need to get a job, or maybe she does need to get a job, but maybe she can't get a job because of X, Y, Z. You don't know their story. Say that. You don't know their story. The only one that knows their story is God. And here's the deal. When you started coming to the Lord, 
everybody might have looked at you the same way and you go, why don't you, they looked at you and they just said, why don't you just grow up a little bit? And you were trying to grow up, but, but the devil kept pulling you back down. You, you, tried to, you tried to make some forward steps, but it kept pulling you back down. And then finally, once you finally got to church, somebody said something to you. And then you stayed out of church for a while, and now you're back here again. And God's trying to adjust your attitude. Amen? And uh, don't let bad experiences of church keep you from church. I told you it didn't keep you from Walmart. I mean, it didn't keep you from Walmart, and we still go there. And I got to say, what, why don't we have checkers anymore? I need somebody to help me out. Why don't we have people that work cash registers anymore? Me and Pastor Aaron went into the store for the first time in my life to check out a few things for church. There wasn't a cashier anywhere. There's like 23 cash registers with nobody there. And I told you this before, they want you to, uh, they want you to scan it yourself. I thought, if I got to scan it myself and bag it myself, are you going to put me on the payroll while I'm here? Just say, that makes sense. We need to take on the form of service. And even while you're standing there, and after a while, it just becomes to be just like a battle. How long will you stand here? I'm the guy that can stand there a long time. And, and after you're standing there for a while and you got all your stuff and you're just kind of looking around, you're going, oh, somebody's going to pop here in a minute. And you, and you just stand there and, 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 and find out if somebody's going to come and help and rescue you. Amen? And that's what we're looking for in Jesus today. But he emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by being obedient to the point of death even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name, and, and that name is above cancer, that name's above loneliness, that name's above mental illness, that name's above shame, that name's above all other names. Nothing is higher than the name of Jesus and nothing has the power that Jesus Christ has, amen. You gotta keep telling yourself that. Oh, so at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So this is the word of the Lord, amen. So how do we process this and how do we take all this? So we know that um, in the end, everybody's gonna have to talk to God. And I told you that Aaron Lewis has got that, that wonderful song out right now. And what we'd rather do is make sure that our attitude's right uh, on this side of heaven instead of it being bad on the other side. Amen? Because if God would have came and got me last week right in the middle of my little pouting, uh, uh, what do you call it when you have a, like a, an experience where it goes for like a day or two where it just, it's a, um, uh, what would you call that? It's just like a, a series of bad attitudes, I guess is what you call it. It's like a, like a little mini series. And, and he would have came back to get me right in the middle of that, and I would have went up to him. He, he would probably would thump me, uh, or if it did, like my mom pulled pull me by the short hairs on the back. Going, what the heck is wrong with you? I thought you were not only a Christian, but you were a preacher, and you're running around with a bad attitude trying to get everybody else around you miserable as you are. And that's hard to do right now. 
Amen? So I want you to rise with me as I read the last part of this, and this is going to come from Luke 9.23. So I want you to listen to this because this is what God dropped in my spirit here to, to finish the message off this way. And, uh, and, and me and Mike talked a little bit about it on the show. So here it goes. It starts out in, in uh, Jesus has said, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, that means if you want to be a follower of Christ. And I think about all of us always trying to be comfortable. Listen to what he says after this. Let him say this with me, class. Let him. No, say it a little louder. Let him. Oh, I can't deny myself, and I know it's not just a river in Africa. Me and my wife, uh, you can start, Miss Carol. Me and my wife ordered some, uh, some protein powder we put in our smoothies every morning. You can get on Amazon, Terry. I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, you can get on Amazon and uh, order something, and it was at my house within hours. Somebody just make a noise or something. Whoa. Just, or say, that's really fast. Well, I got to have it really fast because I can't deny myself the, I, I have to have it. What, what are we teaching? What are we teaching? What are we teaching? I want to make what, uh, that I want to make what you make right off the bat. I'm coming to being a decent mechanic. I just want to make the, the salary that you're making. Thad goes, well, first of all, you got to go to school, ding dong. Patrick, I want to make what you make as a journeyman electrician. Patrick goes, you got to go to school, and you have to go through all this, and you have to go through all the ribbon, and you have to go through all this over and over and over and over, and you get all the bad jobs over and over, and you get ribbed over and over again. I don't like that. I want to make it real quick. Too bad. Too bad. Mr. Cope, there's just some things in the world that don't come in the snap of a finger. You'll have to deny self. Man, we can't even think of denying self right now because we can have anything at the snap of a finger. And sometimes we settle for Mrs. or Mr. right now instead of Mr. or Mrs. right. Diane, in the way we think of it is, oh, we, woo, if I could have him or her, woo, doggies, my whole life would change. Look at me, class. No, it wouldn't. It'd probably be worse because they're dumber than the last person you had. That's a Greek terminology. Woo! Get that truck. We'll be on our way. No, you won't. You'll be on your way to the payment book. Can I keep preaching a little bit here today? Let's drop the lights down a little bit. Denying the self. Denying the self. I... denying the self and, and now you can punt you could just almost it'd be like putting a kid in solitary confinement right now if you denied him of his iPad say it with me iPad take my iPad away you're taking my life you're taking the heart of my you're taking the heart out of my chest sometimes people ask me that guy where's your phone I go I don't know I can't remember where I put it If you leave your phone at home that day, 
Troy, it'll be okay. You'll be all right. Your blood pressure will go down a few points. How am I going to ever discover where I'm supposed to be then? I don't have my calendar with me. Write it on your calendar at home. Well, how am I going to get to any place, Todd? How am I going to know my route? Get a McNally road map. Do that, do that with me, old people. Unfold the dang thing. Sometimes they're so big, Chuck, you can't even unfold them inside the car. You put them out, watch this, class. You get outside the car, you actually stop and get out and you put it on the hood of your truck. Oh, I'm going to end up seven minutes behind schedule. Boy, that's the worst thing in the world. Google said I was going to be there. I'm seven minutes late. Am I making sense today, church? You don't always have to be on Google's time clock. Let me read this and then we'll, we'll get to it. You got to deny yourself and pick up your cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. And then watch this. I'll throw this in just for all y'all. Well, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses and forfeits himself? Let's just stop there. And this is the word of the Lord. And God's people said what? Okay, let's talk about it. Diane, if I could just have that restaurant. Gonna make all the money in the world. Tons of money. Tons and tons, piles of money. No, you ain't. So what happens if you do own a whole chain of restaurants and you have a big business, but you're going to hell? What does it mean? We're telling these kids to go get degrees that they'll never use. You spend all your time and all your money sending them to these colleges, the university that aren't Christian colleges, and you raised them in the church. And then when they come home from the dang college, you don't even know who they are anymore. Don't look at me that way. I'm telling the truth. Look at the stats of someone returning back to the church after they've been out in a university. The the stat almost doesn't exist. It's sad. But there's hope. There's Jesus. You can pray for them. They can come back. You got, you, got, you got to baptize that child with so many dang prayers that even know what happens out in the world, they'll still come back. Come on, talk back to me. And then we'll talk about their attitude right now. And yours and mine. The only way that we're going to move forward is to put our bad attitudes on ice. You're just going to have to go, you know what, man? I, I got I to gotta do the right thing, even though right now I should probably have a, a bad attitude towards it because somebody, somebody messed you around or messed you over. Let's start right there. Let's just, 
I'm going to pray with you. And if somebody's messed you around a little bit and you got a little bit of a bad attitude, the first thing you got to do is get honest. I guess what it come down to, what I, what I did last service, uh, JDs, I just, I just asked if anybody wanted to repent. Just, just flat out, just repent. Just go, you know what, man? God, do this with me. Just forgive me of my stinking attitude. Forgive me where I smarted off. I copped a, watch this, I copped an attitude. Because I don't want this added, this bad attitude to hold me back from any blessing, Steve Cherry. I, don't, I, can't be, I can't be bound and shackled to a bad attitude when God's got something he wants to pour into my life. Can you imagine that? You're holding on to a dang attitude and God can't pour anything else in your hand because you won't let go of the bad attitude. Me included. But if you poured so much word in there, that word starts to bubble up and go, what the heck are you doing? You need to make amends. That's all I'm really trying to say at this service is just, is just repentance. God allows U-turns. Maybe you popped off to somebody. Maybe not verbally, but on Facebook or on the telephone, you popped off a little bit. And just, and just it's it, it just grabbed your soul and it's just got you kind of twisted right now. It just kind of got me in a, in a, my mom would call it a dither. So you're going to have the same opportunity I've given every service I've preached so far to drop the bad attitude off. And we'll, we'll drop the house lights down just to fuzz more. And I'm going to ask you on the count of three, if you got a bad attitude and you're going to get honest, to drop it off at the altar. And then we're just going to pray like we did in all the rest of the services. That when you leave here, you'll have the attitude of Christ. Well, wouldn't that be something? Christians walking out of the church with an attitude of gratitude in Jesus Christ. So one, two, three, make your way down here and I'm going to pray for you. One, two, three, just come on out. You know who you are. Just come on out. Just come down and just, just kind of pretend like you're just dropping it off. Just, God, I'm dropping my attitude off. I, I got short with my mom or my dad or my teacher or a, or a fellow church member. And maybe you didn't even verbalize it, but you got, you got it all stuffed up in your heart. When you get up from your knees after this service, you're going to be free and the devil's going to be madder than a wet hen. You're going to get out of here and you're going to skip and jump and all kinds of things. Let that marinate for a minute, then I'm going to pray for you. Just, you got, when you get honest with God, it's like, it's like, it's like releasing the, 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 the pressure valve in your life. You ever feel like you're under a lot of pressure, church? The Holy Spirit is the, is the pressure release. So I'm going to pray for you. And then I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I'm gonna, after I get done praying for you, I'm going to have my brother Tim pray for this service and then Shelby's going to talk to you a little bit about VBS I want you to just hang around and she'll probably want to pray about VBS and tell you all about it but let me pray for you I won't be part of them prayer wars I'll go ahead and ask my brother Tim to come on up come on up brother Tim 
And, and Shelby, come on up here and stand with me here. And if there's somebody here, can I get some of the church to come down and put hands on these people and just pray for them? Just put, lay your hand on their back and just pray for them if you would. Just pray for them. Just say, I don't know what's going on in their life. I just want prayers over them. Each person, just lay your hand on there and just pray for them. All right, Lord, we got some, some, some repentance and some forgiveness going on here. We're not quite sure what's going on in everybody's life. And quite frankly, God, it wouldn't benefit if I knew about it. But we want to repent of our stinking attitude. And when we get up from here, we want, to, we want you to replace that bad attitude with a good attitude like you got. And I want to pray for my brother Tim today as he gets ready to close the service out today. And I want to pray for Shelby Johns, Lord God, that she could present the VBS and the light that you want her to. And we get a rally cry going here knowing that the, the children need a, a good VBS this year. So we pray that you hear our prayer today, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, and his church said amen.